Welcome back to Real Conversations with Nora for our 58th episode. And our topic of discussion this week is Black Lives Matter. And joining me today is Pastor Kim McKissick. And Pastor Kim is a personal development mentor and builder of women. She has been anointed to shepherd and help women to be the best and fulfill their life calling. She has been married to Bishop Rudolph McKissick, McKissick, McKissick rather, Jr. for 29 years and together... They have three children, Jocelyn, Janae, okay, and Joshua. As an entrepreneur, Pastor Kim fosters a mentoring program, mending and mentoring that assists those who want to live a balanced life and help them create a strategic plan for themselves and focus on the outcome of the, I say the outcome of the great results. And she is the author, are you an author? Is that right, Pastor Kim? Yeah, yeah, author of two books, Entrepreneur's Bag and The Joy Spot. At Bethel Church, she serves as the executive pastor and leads the Women of Purpose Ladies Ministry and co-leads the Covenant Keepers Marriage Ministry with her husband, who is also the senior pastor of their church. So Pastor Kim, thank you so much and welcome, welcome, my friend. It's been so long since I've seen you. Oh, you fabulous. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an amazing platform, an amazing um, purpose that you have in uh, North And I'm so grateful uh, to be here with you and be alongside you on this journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm telling you, God gives you a vision sometimes. You're like, ah. But I am enjoying it, enjoying it. And so it's just, it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been over a little over a year. It's been over a year since we started this. Um, and so we're just continuing on and just in believing God to do some great and mighty things. Awesome. With us upon retirement, I just thought I was going to come back and just sit back and relax. And you know, God, he always has something different. Always, right? Always, <laughs> he's always has more for you. Right, he does. he does before you start. So, right, yeah. <laughs> he does. So, mm-hmm. how is it different? Do you feel like for us growing up um, in this world of America? as Black people, as Black Americans, um, especially in this day and time with so much going on, I wanted to get your viewpoint on that. How do you feel about that? Well, I think first we have to go back to the foundation and, and realize it's, it's funny people in, in the conversations that we see on social media right. that people are having, of course, across the globe, whether it's on in the news or in editorials. We right. have to go back to the foundation. This country was not built for us, right, it was built by white men mm-hmm. for them and for anyone who looked like them, right. And so, um, the word woman is not in the constitution, right? Um, and so, there, when they came in and thought up the constitution, they did not have us in mind, right? And so, all of their policies, all of their systems, all of their guidelines, all of their rules, their mm-hmm. laws are not made for us. Mm-hmm. And so here we are in the picture. Right. Now. And so it's like, they don't know what to do with us. Right. And so they're okay. having to, those who are in power mm-hmm. are having to tolerate us. Right. Accommodate us. Right. Because we're here. Right. And so it, it's showing, uh, the, it's rearing its ugly head now. Right. Because we are um, 
running for offices. We are now in the political arena. We're now um, on the stage. We're now in the pulpit. We're now um, taking the leadership, um, whether it's at the TV station, whether it's the CEO of major organization, Fortune 500 companies and that kind of thing. So right. we're making moves and making waves and mm -hmm. they don't know what to do with us. Right. right. <laughs> and so right. when when we're trying to holler Black Lives Matter, we're trying to let them know, hey, this we're not in competition. We're, right. we're on this journey with you um, for the betterment, for the, for the, the American dream, as they have called it. Right. The, the American dream is really no more because we're out here trying to fight just to be recognized as right. a person. Right. And even for voting, for that matter. I mean, that's a whole nother, that's yeah. another show, right? Baby, when I tell you it is, it's another show about voting. I don't well, have to understand uh -huh. why the, the suppression is real. Oppression is real. Yes. And so the, this voting thing, you can tell how they move and what they fear because right. of what they're trying to stop us from doing. Right, right. Right. We'll have to have you back on to talk about that one because that's, <laughs> that's another show. That's not. But I read something on Google that I found very interesting. It says you must be 10 times better than your white counterpart of people in school, sports or as a professional to receive the same equal treatment that um, that others receive versus us. So talk about that for a minute. What's your thought on that? I don't know about 10 times better. I just feel it doesn't matter how better we right. are. Right. There's always a standard that's moved. Right. When we achieve what they right. thought we couldn't. Right. And so when we say better, I, I think at the height of our professions, whatever it is, right. there's always still that modicum of inferiority, inferiority that they feel from right. us right because we're doing all the things that they think that they're the only ones able to do right right and so when we try to achieve or when we do achieve mm -hmm. to be the best at our game mm -hmm. um it is so much more harder mm -hmm. um to prove ourselves right um to make sure that they know hey i do qualify right i do matter and i can yeah. do this job just as well and as much right. as you can but there's always an issue. There's always something coming up. There's always right. something in the way right. that they try to um, push out to the forefront to right. disqualify us, right. to um, knock us down. But you know, hey, we serve a mighty God. And yes. so as a believer, yes. this is how yes. I talk. We may have some people on here that are not, but as a believer, this is how I talk. And so um, God does have plans for us and he has yes. to prosper us yes. and to grow us, to give us hope right. in the future. And so um, I always say, no, that weapon will form, but it won't prosper. Exactly. Um, I say the same thing. You, you can, that weapon, mm -hmm. you can take your best shot and you can right. try to do all the things, right. but what God has for me is for me. And so I just think we stay focused on mm -hmm. what God has for us. We stay mm -hmm. focused on the assignment. We right. stay focused on in our lane and what mm -hmm. God has us to do. And he will exalt us in due time. And that's what the Bible says. I never right. worry because God will exalt us <laughs> right. in due time. You know, the other thing is too, is that, um, is that we go back into history and all the things that have been done, <coughs> excuse me, that have been done, you know, that we have created and invented. So <coughs> talk about that for a minute. 
Well, I, I, the, <coughs> excuse me. This, we've always been creators. God gave us all gifts, everybody. And so we we made something <laughs> out of nothing of the resources. You know, when I think about my grandparents, um, they my grandfather had his own refuse business mm. with a sixth grade education. <laughs> and so my 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 our foreparents did did more with less than we are doing right now. Right. They made mountains out of molehills. They made lemonade out of lemons. And so I, I just think we have a different perspective <laughs> on how we acquire what we what we want, on how we get the things that we need. And my grandfather did not allow that to bother him. Mm. Uh, and, and my grandmother, she she worked inside her home, but she worked with the Girl Scouts. And wow. so they they built a lifestyle <laughs> off of uh, making things happen, no matter what the people said. And mm -hmm. they didn't listen to all of that. They did what they were supposed to do. They were hard workers. Right. And, and we work hard to a certain extent. <laughs> right. We still want to be spoon fed. We still expect it, us to, to it to get, be given to us. And, and I, the generation, my children's generation, this is what they're dealing with now. Hey, I, I worked a little. So where are my quote unquote reparation? Where's my, my due? What, where, what, what can you give me? Hey, listen, we're all out here trying to get the same thing, but you just work until it comes to you. You don't work and then you decide to stop right. and you're supposed to read now. You just keep working and it all come to you. So I, I think it's a matter of perspective. <clears throat> I, I just think it's a matter too, of, of generations mm -hmm. and, and what we're used to, how we were taught. Um, to, today's, uh, listen, it's so different now. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's very different now. So you, you're, you're, you're dealing with two different work ethics. You're dealing with two different uh, mindsets, or I may, I probably should say three when you're talking about generations. <coughs> so um, in trying to instill, and, and when I talk to my kids, when, when my siblings get together and we talk with our children, you know, the, the, the answers are different. Um, the perceptions are different. And right. so we just try to meet them where they are and talk about, hey, mm. this this is what we perceive needs to happen to get right. what you want to get. Right. And so it just takes hard work. And a lot of them are not willing to put in that sweat equity to right. get what they need to get. Right, right. So can you talk about have you, <clears throat> or have you experienced racism as a which we all have as a black woman, but most importantly as a female and a pastor, even in our church, you know, there we have we have issues with those who think women are not called to preach or talk. And really that's a form of president, you know, prejudice rather. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I find that like even in this day and time, are you kidding me? This day and time, the time that we're living in? That we're still dealing with those kinds of issues? We are still yeah. dealing with because it is still a man's world mm. um, intellectually. Mm -hmm. Those ideas and systems that were brought forth um, are man-made. And so uh, we're still of the persuasion the woman is, is seen and not heard. The woman stays in the kitchen. The woman's place is um, um, to be sitting in front with, with the big hat on. The woman's <laughs> place is, is of a servant role um, under the husband and not above and that's where a lot of men um feel that now the female pastor 
um, it's pitted above them. And that's really not what it is. It's no. the assignment that God has us walking Absolutely. in. You know, it's funny, you know, everybody talks yeah. about how the women saw uh, him first. And, and so we were the first ones to tell about the risen savior. So we've always had a mantle on us right. um, to, to preach, to spread the good news, um, to uh, be the evangelist. Right. And so I just think it depends on um, the system of that denomination or of that church and the mm -hmm. mindset of mm -hmm. the person that is there. Now in this day and age, it's funny, this morning I, I put, or I should say by the time this comes out, <laughs> a few months ago, I, I posted that uh, a friend, of, a very dear friend of mine was just elevated to the role of lead pastor because her husband died suddenly in January. Mm -hmm. And and another uh, young lady was uh, is being elected as a senior pastor of a church in, in Baltimore uh, mm -hmm. a few months ago. So you have um, the female um, getting in those positions of right. leadership mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are male dominated. Um, right. I, I, and so when you talk about racism and classism and, and mm -hmm. sexism, this is what we are having to fight against. It's, it's a trifecta for us. Right. <laughs> and so um, I, I've, I've never been racially uh, classified as far as a pastor, but as a black professional, when I worked for the city of Jacksonville, I have my, my boss, she did not realize, but she, she was very, um, uh, I sh well, she wouldn't say racist, but it, it was. She, her yeah. preference was not that I do certain things. And so, right. yeah, um, when I've traveled, yes, right. um, in, in certain um, circles, yes. And so right. people don't realize their preference um, when it comes to dealing with us and right. what they would like to see right. and right. what they would like uh, to hear from us. So it, it's a real mm -hmm. weird place to be in and, and to have to um, navigate right. these kind of waters because right. now more than ever, uh, this is what we're dealing with. Racism right. is so much more prevalent. Right. Um, and it also deals, have, has to do with the leadership of the country. Right. So we will go and, there. And, oh, baby. <laughs> listen. That it yeah. turned the corner when, of course, we, we saw the first black president uh, be elected. Right. And so he, he was the people's president. He wasn't the president for the black people. No, he, he was the people's. people's Right, the people's president, and, and I, I just think he was just un, unfairly scrutinized right. by us because we saw this as an, an end. Oh, we got it made now. No, right. no, we don't know what it takes to be the president of no. the United States. You don't know what's in the. You don't. You see the forefront, but you don't see what's going on in the back room. Listen at all, <laughs> at all, and so um, I, I think this this whole racism atmosphere. Right. Has really ballooned into so much more. Uh -huh. um, we saw it at, at the insurrection on January 6th. Right. It was so funny. I, that was my birthday. I was supposed to be celebrating, but I was glued in front of the TV because right. I could not believe my yeah, eyes. what was going on. And what I was seeing <laughs> is this what we have uh, come to. Right. Right. Our nation is just so um, divided. It's yeah. just so chaotic. It's, right. it's so at un so un so much unrest. Right. And right. and so this this whole racism thing, I, I think sometimes we don't help. Right. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we are trying to help it. Right. 
um, get better right. than where we were. Right, right. And I mean, I, my, I've been with, um, you know, Dr. Hale for like 20, let me see, Keon's 24 years, so probably 25, 27 years or in the 20s anyway. I've been there a long time yeah. under her leadership. I mean, it's a great leadership. You know, I, you know, I love my pastor. I love my church, you know, yes. so. And then, you know, the other part is we don't hear no scandals about us. Correct. <laughs> correct. Look, correct. <laughs> well, really? You know, <laughs> you know I, I, I heard someone say recently, and I think it is it, to, to a fault. Women do it better. Right. You know, we, we do it better. We we have a certain something that God has just given us. Well, you know, we were giving us. We're multitaskers. Very much so. Uh, we He's given us. Uh, the mantle that we carry so much with us. Mm -hmm. We're the helpmeet. We're right. the nurturers. We're right. the teachers. Right. Um, we, we so we do it. We do it better. Right. Uh, but I, I think we we have expression <laughs> more so than men do. Right. Uh, that that uh, and I think I I think it comes from them being the the hunter, the gatherer, gatherer, the protector. Right. And so it's so this is this is what I feel and, and right. what I believe. Right. So yeah. Right. And, and I love how you you and Bishop work together. I mean, that's great. I, I mean, it's it's not it's I won't say rare, but you don't see it as often as we should see it. You know what I'm saying? You Correct. in so many instances where he's the man is so out front and the woman is so in the back. And I love the fact that you guys have united and you come together and been together for 29 years. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. I mean, you know, to be married 10 years or five years, if you get past the first year, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that in this day right. and age. Yes. <laughs> One year you celebrate, you bring right. out all the stops. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. I, I think when, when my husband decided to elevate me, well, first when I got my calling, I, I this was something that I said, Oh my goodness, Lord, what are you doing? And right. so um I, I just tried to to put it off and put it off and put it off. But when he decided to to elevate me and he wanted me to sit out front, uh, sit up on the pulpit with him because of course I was sitting on the congregation. I loved it. Right. Talking with the people, being with the right. people. I, you know, I had my crew with me. Right. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I wasn't sitting on the front row either. I, I was midway to church. It's so funny. Right. And my husband was not that kind of person that dictated where I sat in the right. church. But when he asked me to, I, it was a straight out no. And he said, wow. because I, I don't feel that that's my place. I, I want to mm. be out with the people. Wow. And so we, we had to talk about that and I had to, mm. to come to myself and say, uh, okay, this is where I needed to be to help the women in my church mm -hmm. realize that they are called to lead. Yeah, absolutely. And leading yeah. does not mean that you are a wimp, that yeah. you are um, beneath someone. Leading just means that you're willing to um, come into agreement with your leadership right? and doing and being obedient to what God has for you in that season. So right. it, it, it took a lot yeah. <laughs> for me, but I wanted to show that partnership. I wanted him to know that I'm not just his partner on paper, but I'm his partner in presence. Right. And, and, and so um, that's, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Good. It, 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 I just love it. I, I absolutely love it. I watch you guys. I see you guys, you know, and I see like Chrisette and Chuck, you know, mm -hmm. that them, you know, how they have partnered together to build yeah. greater grace. And, you know, it's not yeah. what I love about 
these men that I know, it's not about them. It's about what God has called them to do and then what he has called his mate to do to help him. Because that's, isn't it, I mean, we're supposed to help each other. You know what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says we're evenly yoked. And when we yes. come together, we're like one, not two, but one going separate. So we could go on about that. But let's talk about how we feel about racism in the church. I mean, <clears throat> let's face it, it is there. It is there. And uh, what's your thought about that? Because there are some Angel Angelica um, Christians who feel like um, ministries that feel like there's some issues with right there with Black Lives Matter. And, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know. the, the evangelicals have really lost their minds. How about that? Right. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Once again, racism is rearing his ugly head because of the leadership of the country and what has been allowed and what has been accepted and what has been exposed. Right. And so because you have more and more African-American um, headhunters, uh, presidents, pastors, all of that coming out front, mm -hmm. it's rearing its ugly head because it's showing that a lot of people really don't want us in those positions. Right. And so when it comes to church, Mm -hmm. um, they feel that once again, it shouldn't, certain things should not be in the church. Um, past black pastors should not be heads of mega churches. Mm -hmm. Um, black women should not be pastors mm -hmm. of, of any church, forget right. mega or storefront or middle size or whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. And so racism in the church means that people don't want to hear about our plight of the right. African-American community. They don't right. want that preached. They don't want to hear about that. They don't want people to know. They don't want to be reminded that that's what they're going right. through. They want to come to church, hear the word of God and, and how they're supposed to live an obedient life, mm -hmm. how they can treat their fellow man good and go mm -hmm. home. But you can't have all that without dealing with the issues of the day. Right. And they are real. You can't have all that without realizing, hey, you mm -hmm. are black. You right. may be invited to the country club, but you will never be part of their shade tree conversation. Right, right. And so you got to know, hey, this is how they see you. This is how right. they view you. And you are amongst your real true brothers and right. sisters. And we will be there for you when right. you really need it. Right. And so they don't believe that that should be talked in the church. And my husband is in, at, I mean, he will keep it real. And, right. and we'll let you know, hey, Jesus was for the underprivileged. Jesus right. was for the underdog. Mm -hmm. Jesus was for the poor and downtrodden. He, of course, right. he talked about our, our, our obligation is for the widows and for right. the orphans. And right. so he talked about that all the time. And he was for them all the time. And mm -hmm. so for us to not talk about that, to me, we do a disservice. And, and to me, I just think mm -hmm. we downplay mm -hmm. our our um our discipleship mm -hmm. and, and we're lying to ourselves and so right. we we have to really deal with that right so what do you you know what's your thought on this because we know we hear this all the time and we unfortunately hear from from white people who let's be clear they will never be able to understand what we've been through what we walked through and we're we're we're, we're okay with that because we know you won't understand but that, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a shift in your mind, a shift in your thinking, you know, talk about the issues that are real because the issues are real. And oh, so right. when they make comments like, why do you, why do you think um, people use the phrase all lives matter? Because to me, we're trying to 
eliminate the fact that we say Black Lives Matter. They're now it's an issue when we talk about it, um, but it's not an issue if you talk about it. So when they say, you know, all lives matter, we're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're just talking about a specific thing like George Floyd and the Rihanna and the list can go on and uh, Trayvon, the list can go on and on and on and on and on of the, the injustice that has been done to our people just because of the color of their skin. So talk about that for a minute. Well, I think you said it best. They don't want to deal with the issue because they don't feel it is an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, this is their country. Uh, they, they were the ones who were here first. It's all about them. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what we want. It doesn't matter that we want equality. It doesn't matter that we want value. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter that we are afforded the same opportunities at right. you, as you are. And so right. when they say all lives matter, what they're really saying is they don't want to deal with our issues. Right. They don't think is they don't think is their responsibility. Right. Right. And that we don't have a voice. Right. And, and, and it goes back to voting too. So that's why it is important for us to vote. Right. It may not go our way the first time, but if mm -hmm. we keep showing up in the keep Bible told Moses to strike the rock. If you keep striking the rock, right. the water will come. Right. If we right. keep striking the rock, we will get what we want. If we right. keep showing up to vote, we right. will get what we want. But we can't say, oh, well, see, that's why I don't vote because see what happened when I turn right. and get it's, it doesn't go that way. Yeah. And so all lives matter keep places safe for them. Right. All right. lives matter means that they are skirting the issue and mm -hmm. they're sweeping it under the rug and they don't want to have to deal with it. And let's be clear, we're not saying this about all white people or all Asian people. Like, we're Absolutely. just saying that if you are thinking that way, then it's the wrong way to think. It um, is. It is definitely the wrong way to think and that God created all of us in our image. I mean, I can understand why, I can't remember her name, the, she's the white news broadcaster on uh, Fox when she said that Santa Claus is white. I don't know if you remember that. And that um, she said that um, she doesn't understand why people don't understand that he's white and, you know, and Jesus is white. And so because we know that, and I was just saying to my husband the other day, this is why a certain group of people really think that, that they have the, they're superb to us. I'll use that word better than us because they see this image that looks like them. And we know that that is definitely not the case <clears throat> and how we worship the Lord. And I think because they see that and they, and then it goes back to the word saying that you're made in my likeness and image. And they see this Jesus with long hair and blue eyes. So they literally think, okay, well then I'm better than anybody else. Anybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with black people. It could be Asian. It could be Latinos. You know, they're better when well, we know that that obviously is not. So, so what do you, what is your thought when it's, what can the businesses, politicians, police, schools, families, neighborhoods, churches, what can we do to increase our understanding of the Black Lives Matter movement? I, I think we need to get on one accord and really find out from the Black Lives Matter movement what their goal is and what their platform is you know the the fallacy of social media is so much is out there oh my gosh isn't it the truth and the non-truth <laughs> the good so, bad and the ugly when we, when we right when we happen upon something and we read it we take it 
as gospel instead of doing our research and really yes. finding out, hey, yes. what is this really all about? Right. Let me get to the root of it. Let me find out for myself right. what the real deal is. It's just like when we go to look at, to, to search out what politician to vote for. Mm -hmm. What is their platform? What, the, what are they really for? Right. Let me find out for myself and mm -hmm. get the truth of the matter. And so I think we need, to, it's just like the vaccine, Lord have mercy. There's so much out there. Right. But once again, find out for yourself no. about the vaccines and why it is good for you right. to come into agreement to mm -hmm. get your shot. Right. And so um, I, I think we, we once again, this goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, we, we do ourselves a detriment. Right. We don't come together right. and educate one another right. about the issues that plague our community, that yes. plague our, uh, our right. African-American communities, um, that hinder our education, that hinder mm -hmm. our jobs, that hinder right. our careers, that hinder our homes. And so we, we need to do more of coming together to flesh out all of these <laughs> issues uh, that that hold us back and so when right. we don't we we don't people don't really know what the black lives matter movement is really all about right. because they choose not to find right. out right and do their due diligence to do research on mm. what the movement is all about right they they prejudge the movement they they, do. they think think it's 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 um it's something else so mm -hmm. so let's just talk briefly about this is the last question what are you what are we what do we desire to hope for our future generation of our young people to understand about the Black Lives Matter movement. I always said, sometimes some of these kids, man, if we could just take them back through slavery and let, just let them go through that, maybe that would jump something in their brain, but oh, right. Right. <laughs> you know, so um, our next generation. I, I once again, Or even I, this generation, Pastor. Our generation, we need help too. Right. A lot of it stems from our thinking and, and what we were brought up in and that's how they get it I, I think it's understanding the movement right when i and I'll, I'll just simply put it like this when i talk to my kids i say listen the civil rights movement was not that long ago no the march on washington august 29th 58 years ago right when you say 58 years a lot of people Especially young people. Especially young people. Mm. Your your parents, some of your parents are that age. Right. Or, or your grandparents. So think about 58 mm. years. This is not like we're saying this was 2,000 years ago. Or even 100 years. This 58 years ago, mm -hmm. Martin Luther King, um, A. Philip Randolph, Bayard Rustin, all of those people, Daisy Bates, they marched for jobs and for freedom. Mm. 58 years ago and we're still fighting right for the same issues for the same issues have we progressed some right but have we progressed to the point that we really feel that it's a benefit to us we have not right because we're still seeing our black men killed on the street right we're still seeing um, workers working for minimum, right. bare minimum, not even a wage that right. they feel they can work to support their family. Right. It's the bare minimum. Right. We're still working to not not to 
do away or abolish the police, but we want to have an understanding as to what your job is. Right. And that we all should be treated and judged once again by the same measure. Right. Not to how you feel it should go. Right. And so um, so this whole movement right now, we, we've got to do education. It's just more right. education Absolutely. On, on why we need to be vaccinated right. or why we need police reform or right. why there should be equality um, across <laughs> the line on, in, among everybody, not just black people, but for right. women. Right. Why should it be, oh my goodness, now when we see a, a black woman elevated, oh my goodness, we're we pouring champagne, we're popping balloons and all that because <laughs> it is a, it's, it's a rarity. Yeah, and it's a long time coming. And it's a long time coming. So when when things are not um, out of the norm and we see it as a normality, then we can celebrate. But until then, we have a lot of work to do. Um, Martin Luther King wrote a book, Where Do We Go From Here? Right. But but we got to deal with the here first. Right. We can't go anywhere because the here is not straight. Right. right. Still, we right. have a lot of work to do. We have a lot so of mindsets to, to change. There are still, the insurrection to me showed us where we are. There's still right. people, a lot of people in this country that feel that they're elitist, um, mm -hmm. that feel they are supreme above us, right. that feel that they don't have to explain right the feel that they don't have to abide by the rules and so right. we have a major problem mm -hmm. and i tell my children you cannot do what they do right because right. you will absolutely. not get the same outcome absolutely and and i think too if as far as the vaccine i was just telling my grandson the other day it's like vaccine or or covid and and that could lead to death so there's it, you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out but these young people need to know they need to be vaccinated See, and stop listening to all this other crap that's out there. Like you said, do the research yourself. Listen, they 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 have to verify first and then trust. See, our generation, we trust and then verify. Right. <laughs> they have to verify first and then trust. A, a, a pastor friend of ours was talking to his mentor, and his mentor has a, has a five year old daughter. He said, "You're not vaccinated, man. What what what's going on? You have a young child." And so the young man said, "Listen, I I have to do research." I'm still I'm still doing my research. And I'm like, I'm not a scientist. What do you mean? I, he said, I'm still doing my research. So so the pastor said, do you have to research death? Right. Exactly. We don't have it. <laughs> the scientists are saying all those that are in the hospital are the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. And so, I, you know, as a breakthrough COVID case, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I'm covered by the vaccine and I'm covered by the blood. Right. But I still thought it was my obligation right. to take the vaccine. And then I just, we just got boosted. So right. I, my thing is when I go into a hospital, if you go into a hospital for dehydration or whatever your medical issue is, and they hook you up with an IV, mm -hmm. you don't know what's in that IV. And I don't nope. know what's in it either. No, nope. nobody but, does. But I don't say, Same thing. wait a minute, don't right. do it. I don't need right. it. Right. Because I'm trusting the God who put the doctors there that right. they know what's best for me. Right. So talk about that because you said that you guys just got boosted. So I didn't even, did you have to have the shot for a certain length of time before you got boosted? It's six to eight months. Some say eight months. Some are saying six to seven months to give okay. your body some time. So it's okay. actually been six six months for us. It's the ending of the six month for us because it was early February when we got our last shot. Oh, okay. And okay. so my Thank husband, you. right. My husband mm -hmm. is immunocompromised. I'm immune. I have a heart issue, but he's had cancer. Um, he's had blood clots 
and he has um, cardiomyopathy. So um, for right now, you, they're saying you have to be immunocompromised. When I went to the pharmacist, they didn't care. They said, we want everybody to get boosted because right. this new Delta variant Right, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And the mm -hmm. first vaccine shots that we got mm -hmm. won't um won't um immune us from that. If that's what give us immunity from that, we need something extra. And uh -huh. so they're trying to do right by us by allowing us to get this shot. And wow. so I cannot for the life of me why people are still saying. I'm on the fence. What are you on the fence about when right. people are dying every day? Now our children are dying. You have children in the children's hospital in right. ICUs dying because they've been exposed um, exposed to COVID. Mm -hmm. And they're not, some of them are not old enough to get vaccinated. I don't even think they were ready. To, my opinion is that I don't even think they were ready to go back to school. We're, we're homeschooling our granddaughter. I'm not sending her back to school until this thing is under control. We were not. And my cousin actually lives in Atlanta. She she pulled her son out of school mm -hmm. because after the after the two days, they had 58 cases. Mm -hmm. And and one child actually in his classroom was in the hospital. So she said, right. no, I think it was too soon. Because, you know, kids carry germs anyway. Right. And they want to touch. And, and they want to act, act, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And right. so like, it was just too soon to have right. a mass um, send back to school. Right. Children who you are trying to um contain yeah. and not touch and not come in contact and all that right. they, weren't, they weren't built for that right right and so um i just think we we need to do a better job mm -hmm. when it comes to the masses and moving right. the masses right. and caring for the masses and and right. how we um how we go about mm -hmm. deciding what's best for them absolutely absolutely well pastor kim i want to thank you it's been so good talking to you and seeing you i want to thank you for being my guest on real conversation with nora today are there any last minute comments that you would like to share to, with our audience about how black lives matter well thank you so much this has been a real treat for to be reconnected <laughs> with my sister nora who's doing it big for the kingdom if you are not following her follow Praise her God. on all her social media platforms and i just think um, it is in order that we be obedient to what God has called yes. us to do and walk in your assignment. And yes. that's how our lives will matter. Do what you're called to do oh, and let God handle the rest. I love it. Love it. But once again, I want to thank you for your insight on today's topic and to my real conversation with Nora audience. Please follow us on social media at BWOTMFG and on Facebook at Business Women on the Move for God. Visit our website at BWOTMFG.com and sign up for our new programs and make sure you stop by a retail store where you will find lots of items, not only for you, but your family and friends. And I also ask your friends to watch the show each week and share with others. And I look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Real Conversations with Nora. Have a blessed and prosperous week. God bless you.